those of you who are familiar with my practice talks will not be surprised by the fact that this talk is on cultivating joy. I've recorded a number of talks on the topic of joy over the years. And because it's one of my most heavily invested in practices, I often come back to it and give new reiterations um, of talks and uh, based on my own experience and sort of uh, it's a it's a progressive path for me that of cultivating joy so my so my talks in large part you know there's there's some there's some similarities in large part they're the same and they're also different because my practice with joy is different as time goes on so this is my uh, newest talk on joy after a period of great personal struggle a number of years ago I came to see just how important it was that I nourish the seed of joy in my life and because I directly and ongoingly experience the benefits of cultivating joy I continue to prioritize this practice in my life on the daily so here are some things I've learned and in this talk I'm going to share the five common myths about joy, uh, five practices, and also five discoveries that I've had. So the five common myths about joy are one, joy is selfish. Two, joy is trivial. Three, joy is not up to me. Four, Turning towards joy equals turning away from pain. And five, we get more street cred if we suffer. So the first one, joy is selfish. One of the greatest misfortunes involves equating anything self-nourishing with being egotistically self-centered. Genuine acts of self-care are not the same thing as being egotistic, self-centered, or selfish. These are very different things. So spread the word about that. <laughs> Number two, joy is trivial. On the list of things that are important to do as an adult, quote-unquote, Cultivating joy is like way down on the list, if it's even on the list at all. Most of us regard the generation of joy as something to do later on, or quote-unquote, when we have the time, which often turns out to be never. Three, joy is not up to me. We often think of feeling the feeling of joy, that it arises only when like something outside of us happens that we find pleasurable or uplifting. When we think joy is only in the hands of outside conditions, 
We give our power away to assume the role of being an active participant in the process. Four, turning towards joy equals turning away from pain. It's easy to get entangled in thinking that we have to choose between joy and pain. That only one can exist within and or around us at any given time. But this is, of course, uh, it's nonsense, right? Because it is very possible to see, hold, and experience both joy and pain at the same time, simultaneously. And number five, we get more street cred if we suffer. Okay, so this one, it's important to mention that this one especially can be extremely subtle making it really difficult to see. Many of us are under the impression that the more we suffer, the more street cred we will receive as a result. So, PSA, there is no merit badge given out for the most suffering. Like, that's not a thing. So moving on to the five practices for cultivating joy. And I want to mention before I share these five practices, these five practices that these five worked for me. Um, And they may work for you and they may not. There's a lot of different ways to cultivate joy and joy looks different for all of us. Um, And that's important to keep in mind here. There's no one right way to do it. So the five practices for cultivating joy, again, that have worked for me. The first one is looking deeply. The second one is choosing joy. The third one is practicing gratitude. The fourth one is smiling. And the fifth one is guarding well our senses. So the first one, looking deeply, It's important to look deeply and uncover the beliefs that we have about what joy is. We will likely find untruisms in the mix, such as the common myths that I just shared about. These false views can then become obstacles, thwarting our efforts without our being aware of why what we're doing isn't working. So once we identify whether there are obstacles in the way for us here, We can then do the work of untangling ourselves from them, making progress possible. Number two, choosing joy. Make a list of all the things you enjoy doing. Big things, medium-sized things, and small things. Then, choose and prioritize doing something from your list at least once a week. Make time and space for the things that inspire you to feel uplifted. Once you get going with it, maybe try doing something from your list every day. And uh, a special encouragement here is to think small. Think about all those small things that bring us joy. 
Number three, practicing gratitude. Joy and gratitude are companion plants in the garden of life. Watering one automatically waters the other. To help nourish our seed of joy, find an actionable way to water the seed of gratitude. Some ideas include keeping a gratitude journal, saying words of appreciation before eating a meal, and starting or ending the day reflecting on what we're grateful for. Number four, smiling. So as far as I'm concerned, learning how to smile to and for our own self is a superpower. While we may regard smiling as being trite, there is an incredible amount of positive force that comes from smiling when we put it into practice for ourselves. Bringing a gentle, light smile to our face in moments when we are alone by ourselves helps us to learn how to befriend the entirety of who we are, which is a crucial element of cultivating joy. Five, guarding well our senses. If we don't post highly trained and skilled bouncers at the doors of our senses, the inner dance floor of our mind is likely to get real sketchy real quick. Like, for example, if we do not enact a filter when it comes to the shows and movies we watch and the ways in which we consume content online or through a screen, we will be allowing a host of negative unbeneficial seeds to get watered. What we water is what grows. It's vital to our quality of joy that we water good seeds. So here are the five discoveries that I've had on my path of practice of cultivating joy. Number one, the more I invest in joy, the more my capacity increases to be with suffering. Number two, more joy equals more energy. Number three, joy is necessary fuel for being an engaged, kind, and skillful human in the world. Four, joy is for everyone. And five, the stronger the quality of joy is within me, the stronger my sense of confidence grows in my own capacity to meet the moment where it's at. So number one, the more I invest in joy, the more my capacity increases to be with suffering. Since putting myself on this path of cultivating joy a number of years ago, I have found that my capacity for being and staying with suffering my own and that of others has increased and continues to increase. I can engage with my own difficult emotions, read world news, volunteer with hospice, and be a solid and calm witness for friends when they are in pain without feeling overwhelmed or weighted down. Because I know how to practice joy, it enables me to care well for suffering.
Number two, more joy equals more energy. With an increase in joy, I experience an increase in body and mind energy. Joy enlivens me physically and mentally and promotes a felt sense of well-being. Number three, joy is necessary fuel for being an engaged, kind, and skillful human in the world. If we are someone who aspires to be an engaged, kind, and skillful human in the world, joy is absolutely necessary fuel for living. Without the quality of joy, we will max ourselves out, eventually becoming unable to carry on doing what we ultimately want to be doing. Four, joy is for everyone. It is impossible to practice joy in such a way that does not impact and affect the people around you, whether you are cognitively aware of it or not. When you practice joy for yourself, you practice it for everyone. There is no separation. In five, the stronger the quality of joy is within me, the stronger my sense of confidence grows in my capacity to meet the moment where it's at. More joy equals more grounded confidence in my own capacity to meet the moment where it's at versus constantly wanting things to change or be other than, than as they are. The more responsibility I take for cultivating my own quality of joy, the more faith I develop in my ability to captain my own ship well in the open ocean of life. May we go forth and cultivate joy. To prioritize joy as a quality to develop and invest in in our life, day by day. Our world is dearly in need of more people who are able to do this. To generate a felt sense of joy for the betterment of all beings. <laughs>